0: Greetings and welcome to Java Crew. I'm your host. Well, as promised, I have that brand new coffee right here in my hand called Bulletproof Coffee. I went down to the Whole Foods today, and this is the stuff that's kind of a compilation from Amazon, Whole Foods, and some kind of a company that's working hand-in-glove with them. It says original cold brew. Nowhere on it does it say organic. It's in kind of a uh, multicolored plastic folded kind of a container On the front, it has a little bird, kind of the wings of a phoenix bird, the head of a pigeon, and the breast of a dove. It's uh, very unique just uh, there. It says Energize Original Cold Brew, Bulletproof Coffee, Certified Clean, Brain Octane Oil, by the way. Wait till I give you the taste on this thing. And Grass-Fed Butter. Okay. The other side, we've got some things here that are just something that... uh, I'm going to have to put the glasses on here. Bulletproof coffee is more than delicious coffee. It's clean coffee certified to be free of 27 energy sopping toxins, plus grass-fed butter and bulletproof brain octane oil extracted from the most potent part of the coconut. However, It says it gives you all-day energy. However, when I get to the real fine print, they have some kind of a fish extract, which is a, a, a turnoff in the taste department. I'll read the actual ingredients themselves, very small. Uh, Cold brew coffee, brain octane oil from the coconut, has a type of triglycerides, they say, highly refined coconut oil, grass-fed butter, gum, acacia, gallium gum, organic collage extract, traces of fish gelatin. that's the one that just, geez, and uh, natural clarifying aid, and it says it's processed in a facility that also processes eggs, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, and soy. And on the calories, caloric intake, and nutritional facts, the total fat is 13 grams, saturated fat 11 grams, trans fats 0, cholesterol 20 grams, sodium 5 grams, total carbohydrate 5 grams, 0 dietary fiber, 0 total sugars, no included sugars, vitamin D 0, iron 0, calcium 30 grams, and they claim they've got 330 milligrams of potassium in here, which is about 8% of the daily requirement. And then it says, uh, of course, the value is not to be determined. On the side, it says, drink, energize, perform. Now, folks, when you turn the cap, this is like those little wine containers where you have a little plastic cap with a thing, a cap that you turn. You want to listen very carefully for three little, a little distinct click like that to make sure somebody hasn't opened this and taken a swig out of it and put it back on the shelf, which a lot of these college kids and others do. I listened for mine and got the clicks of authenticity. No, I'm telling you, I, I love coffee. I like it adventurous. When this thing, I didn't shake it the first time on purpose. They had not separated it. It smelled good. When I took a swig of this, immediately it was bad. It tasted like something from squeezing from a dish rag. It really did. I tried hard. Uh, I've never had fish oil product in a coffee or oil in my life. Uh, Sure, the hot buttered rum stuff, or a coffee, or Irish coffee. Yeah, I've had that kind of a taste. I'm not approved when it comes to separating out different tastes. This stuff, I'll go on record right now as saying, if this stuff is still in business, it hasn't either one been reformulated, two renamed, or free three change. I'll do a free spot, a complete free spot here. I'll give my heart. I'll pour into it. I'll advertise it here. 18 months. It's either got to be reformulated or out of business, one of the two. Uh, the aftertaste, when you inhale, like after taking the coffee, that fish oil and that coconut uh, butter kind of comes up with the other thing. What was that called? The uh, part of the brain oil. It, it, it's just not right. It, it's a, a constellation of problems on the taste buds. And I wanted it to work. Look, the thing says you're going to get energy, the, the guy has a heck of a, a, a what do you call it behind him, uh, a following. I wanted it to work. I tried to get the whole thing down. I have a pretty big appetite. I says, look, let's see if it at least acts as an appetite present. Yes, I've been through survival stuff and the grub worms and all that, and that's not fair to compare this product to that. But look, I couldn't get it down comfortably. It's going to be going back tomorrow with a, a nice little smile on my face, hey, this stuff just isn't for me. So uh, I admire these people for trying higher. This grass-fed butter is fine. The fish oil stuff is not so good. And so there you have it. Folks, we're just about out of time. Thanks for stopping by. I'm going to go ahead and we're working on a deal here right now about up in Washington. The baristas, they've got some legislation against the barista. They're trying to enforce a dress code. More on that later. Take care. Best to you. This is Java Crew saying goodbye for now. Greetings and welcome back to Java Crew. I'm your host, Bikini baristas sue city in the name of free speech and women's rights. Now this is up in Washington State. This is kind of in uh, there's a heck of a thing going on up there. Seven baristas and one coffee shop owner filed a federal lawsuit. Now this is big stuff about the violation of their rights uh, to just simply pull shots uh, in the in a bikini, whether it's down by the beach or whatever. Now it's uh, this woman named Natalie uh, Burke. She says to the Seattle Times. It's about women's rights, she said. According to the assistant attorney Ramsey Rammerman, the point of the dress goes to prevent unethical conduct coffee stand owners from pressuring employees into showing too much skin. Uh, I thought, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Now, there's a thing called August ordinances. Under a pair of these August ordinances, employees at the food trucks drive up coffee stands and similar establishments are banned from being in a bikinis, shorts, or a sheer sure clothing or another outfit that shows the bare stomach, the shoulder, the breast, the lower back, or three inches below the bottom curve of the buttocks. Now, employee violations can lead to fines for the business owners. Boy, oh boy, that's great. Fine? Did you hear that? A fine for the business owner some poor devil owns five coffee stands, he treats his employees right, he goes on a vacation with his wife, comes back, and he's fine. By the way, it's a $5,000 fine, because Shirley or Ann or somebody had showed a little, uh, what do they call it, college yet when she bent over to pick up the barista stir. Anyway, uh, so the, the guy ends up with a five-year probationary period if his employees are caught doing this, and so... There's, they say that if they catch the owner facilitating lewd conduct, he's going to get, fired, he's going to get a year in jail. Uh, so, you know, the, the guy's suing, he's, and that says, this is not about people being offended by wearing bikinis, says rather Rammerman. He's, of course, the uh, attorney there. He says, but some of these stands have the characteristics of a poorly run strip club. And he says that it's not a good business model. Now, Liberty Ziska, she's in, a bur- bikini-clad barista, and she's also one of the plaintiffs. She says she disagrees. She says she chooses her own work clothing. She's not being pressurized by the guy that owns the stand to show any skin or whatever here. Now, the city council admits that it's more about morals. It's not about public health. That Some people say they're overreaching. Uh, they talk about a concern with barista stands dressing in a manner that's loosely or customarily associated with either an adult entertainment or an adult situation. And then the person writing this article goes on to say, I guess they've never heard of beaches. Now, police in the past, they did it a little bit differently. It was kind of like it was supposed to be. If they caught a barista doing something, engaging in criminal conduct, they busted him, arrested him right there. I'm for that a 1,000%. A barista's pulling something beyond that espresso machine, a convicted felon doing some felonious stuff. Hey, sorry, man. He goes away and hand, or she goes away in handcuffs. But the city's saying that sometimes these girls can quote, partially adjust this bikini in a manner that is hard to detect. Yeah, well, of course they can. It makes it difficult to find these violations. Well, this, yeah, you, know, you know, I can't even go on any farther here. They talk about Florida had an ordinance they had to go through. So anyway, summing this thing up, uh, it's they're they're trying to lump them them with hot dog stands where nefarious things take place, and they don't want the girls wearing these uh, these. Well, you heard what it is. Three inches below the buttocks, uh, can't show the midriff, no shoulders, and these different things. Uh, You know, I'll let you decide. I don't want to do too much here, but, you know, come on, man. You're down at the beach. A girl has a coffee barista thing, mobile thing, pushing it with the wheels. She's in the bikini, and she's pulling a couple shots there, trying to make a buck, keeping the thing clean. The whole shop, if you know what I mean, it's all tips are adding up and. uh And to accuse her of being a stripper type of thing. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know how to call this one. Well, next up, we don't have enough time here to talk about uh, Brazil and Vietnam. Those are the top two coffee producers in the world. Those two together beat Ethiopia and China put together. Folks, hey, what do you think about this thing's barista business? I kind of like to stay away from salacious details, but it is coffee related. Uh, I've stumbled into it one time in my life. I was in a strange town, it was late, I said, I need a cup of coffee. I kind of said, hey, has got kind of a crazy place for a cup of coffee, let me just go. And it was, the girl back there, she could have been a stripper. You open it up, I say, oh, I said, just uh, you know, an espresso. And she gave me the coffee and just a quick little bit of banter. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's fine, you know, how's the business? And then I left. So I guess this stuff does go on, but uh, we'll move on to some more coffee-related topics. Take care. This is Java Crew saying bye for now and peace to all of you. Greetings and welcome to Java Crew. I'm your host. You know, you anchor podcasters out there may not be surprised at these next two. These are called Coffee with a Cop. They're very short. They're taking off right now. Toledo Police Department. They held another one of these popular Coffee with a Cops so they could hear citizens' concerns. That's the kind of the byword. But anyway, what they did, they says usually these events are indeed held at coffee shops. But this time they decided to come to the residents who can't always get around town. I think it's nice because we need more of that. A lot of the communities feel left out. I think it's really nice, said Sita Wakinski, who attended the event. Police say these events have been going so well that they've received requests for more. On their Facebook page, the Toledo Facebook department will post when the next Coffee with a Cop will be. And then, of course, they actually have an app they're working on. Next up, Martinsville residents have coffee with a cop. police department held third coffee with a cop event today, Now, remember the first one was a highly sanitized one that had almost like a stern-faced guy out, like, "Eh, you know, just a limited questions. Well, once they found out that they could have their way, uh, you know, with a thing, with a question-answer session, now it's all loose. Martinsville police officers are taking time to get to know residents in a relaxed environment. The police department held its third Coffee with a Cop event Tuesday morning. Officers were at the McDonald's on Commonwealth Boulevard to talk to people and give them an opportunity to discuss concerns they may have. Now that McDonald's coffee, folks, I'll let you decide. Not so very good quite often. This was Police Chief Eddie Cassidy's first Coffee with a Cop event as chief. While he says the event's a little different now, that he's no longer Deputy Chief, he still enjoys it we stay very involved with our citizens we're going to continue to stay very involved with our citizens and hear their concerns Cassidy emphasized. Then he talks about any anytime they have a problem uh, they can address it there. He added that the previous two events have helped to identify issues that other city departments have been able to address. Now folks, this is called mission creep. Mission creep. It starts out just like this. Coffee with a cop. Great deal. You share some news. You share some concerns. Now we have the chief, Eddie Cassidy. Now, did you catch that? Other departments in the city, like maybe sanitation. You left some, you know that man. He leaves his garbage out all the time. Now the cop and the sanitation guys are out there. I'm, I'm telling you, will you watch this? You you tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong. We'll watch this for the next year. Some of you guys on the anchor are very new to this. Well, how how could you not be? I just started doing it here on anchor. But you'll see this mission creep will come out and then they'll start being some uh, a watchdog agency and then somebody's wife on the department will have some kind of deal at a beautician shop or maybe somebody's husband she's a dispatcher the husband has some misdeeds it goes both ways and uh, you just don't want to have start bringing it it should be police officers and that's it should show up not other city departments you know you you just don't want that but well when it comes time for the mayor to start running well anyway next up. Rogers County deputy fired over allegations he used a coffee cup to beat up an acquaintance. Folks, this is not a joke. This is on Fox News. There's a picture of this guy, a bad-looking dude. He, he, he looks befuddled. Looks like he's got a white guy, broken nose, uh, eyes are droopy, kind of a bad boy beard that he shaved off apparently for his 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 misdeeds here. A Rogers County deputy has been fired after he was arrested for assault. Stephen Rose was arrested in Mays County Sunday after officials say he beat up an acquaintance. Documents say Rose admitted to beating up the victim. Now, Rogers County Sheriff Scott Walton said Rose was fired from his job, so he can't be a cop, it says here. Okay, well, he had a clean work history, but he was fired after learning the history with Rose had with the victim. They don't say what the history is. But anyway, the victim says he tried to get away from but Rose kept pulling him back and hitting him with his coffee cup and uh, it actually hospital the guy I had to go to the hospital for his injuries. Now, the victim as he tried to get away, apparently the documents indicate that they don't know about the gun, but they did remove his department issued a gun away from him and now he's looking for a job. Folks, I got let's do one more. Gosh, I can't get it. I've only got a yeah, little we'll do it anyway. Next up, this is one about, you know those uh, paper cups you drink out all the time, the coffee, you have to put the sleeve on it? Look at some of this. You may be shocked a little bit to learn about the problems they have trying to recycle these things. Here we go. Paper cups, the guys can't get the plastic out of them. It may be shocking to learn that the paper coffee cups you use every morning on the way to work really cannot be recycled. Now, yes, it says they're made out of paper, and paper's recyclable, and they're probably a little recycled symbol even on that, on that cup. However, the uh, plastic inside adheres so heavily and such a, a great, uh, just bonded almost to it, it makes the whole thing reusable in the majority of recycling facilities. They can get it out, but it takes a man and a boy apparently on these machines. It requires special, specialized recycling processes, and they rarely get done. Now people don't know this, so they keep using them, They got these things are going by the millions, these cups. Now many people consider the so-called paper cup to be up from the foam-to-go cups. The ban on foam cups is increasingly picking up steam, and which is, they say that's a great thing, polystyrene is no good for anyone. But what a lot of people don't realize is PVC, polyvinyl chloride, that's a big, big family of foams. And uh, you'll never see, I don't want to mention the name, but you know I'm talking about that big, big coffee company that uses lots of, they give you a paper cup, but inside is really bonded with plastic. Is that a member of the polyvinyl chloride family that's linked to birth defects? Does that have what's called, I believe, butyl esters components? How much is leached out into the coffee when it gets hot? Not on your life. You're never going to get that information. In fact, if you want to look, if you want to get shocked sometime, wait till the baristas take apart at your favorite mainstream coffee cup begins with a certain letter, S, and uh, look at the PVC tubing inside that thing. Well, anyway, the foam cups are a byproduct of petroleum and natural gas. And it, it says they take many, many years to decompose in the landfill. Now, it says it takes five thousand gallons of water to make ten thousand foam cups. And annual production releases 680 pounds of, well, greenhouse gas emissions. That could be anything. And they talk about it takes 20 million trees annually to create those paper cups. So there's you know, 20 million trees, that's, yeah, I'd say that's getting up there a little bit. Now, back in 2006, they ran a study in the Netherlands, and that's a little bit away from us, and found out the paper cups were less polluting in 5 out of 10 categories, and that polystyrene was a little bit less polluting. Polluting, but the sustainability factors were, were were no good. We're out the window on the thing. Now they say now it takes 20 years for the daily paper coffee cup to decompose in a landfill, and they're fighting this thing. They're fighting it. They're trying to come up with a guy's getting a deal where he has the uh, PVC or whatever this plastic is they're using. It doesn't adhere quite as much or quite as uh, strongly to the inside of the cup. It doesn't delaminate when you're drinking it, but almost does apparently. If this takes off, this will allow these recycling centers to strip out that thin membrane, the plastic, get it out of there, get that thing taken care of and recycled or make a pellet out of it, whatever you do, and then process the paper in a normal way. Well, I always like to read a Bible verse at the end of this stuff, something that tries to make a little sense or just somewhat related. The word poison is only mentioned nine times in the King James Bible, just nine. Uh, it talks about wines, the poison of dragons, the cruel venom of asp. It uses some symbolic imagery. But the one I'm going to talk about here is a little bit is uh, about the lips and poison. And we'll see. Just, it'll just be three, three uh, quick verses here. They're all gone out of the way. They are altogether become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness now the poison of asps under your lips could that possibly if you were to look back far enough and do the words and everything could that poison under your lips talk about an end time prophetic scenario of plastics or heavy metals where do you get your water from your coffee when your town is 50 60 70 80 years old do you have an 80 year old pipe that comes right in there with those heavy metals that's leaching in there and get your coffee I, I'm look. I, I I was this close to helping somebody take uh, a seventy bucks a pop to take a water sample test. I'm serious. That's just to t- t- test for three of the major things. I have no idea uh, costs that much. It, there's there's the Bible has some indications. I'm not saying I'm not trying to make the baby in the bathwater fit. I'm just saying, get a chance, maybe even read the Bible cover to cover. Apply that to everything from your coffee to you know the plastics. Uh, what you do eat and also the way you speak peace to all of you take care this is Java crew saying goodbye for now greetings and welcome to Java crew on anchor I'm your host we have a new invention to look at it's called disposable single cup pour over a drip kit launches this fall now this thing looks neat it looks if you were to take about 10 cards out of a fresh deck of cards and seal those in a little envelope that and put it in your pocket that's what this thing looks like when you take it out it it's paper in there that can take hot, obviously there's pouring hot water on it, it opens up to a little brew chamber with a little handle you don't burn yourself. You place this right on top of the cup and it shows them pouring some hot water through it. Let's see here. It says, uh, along with these so-called packaged pre-ground coffee products that are on the rise right now, guys like Lacombe and Blue Bottle are doing it. Now there's some new people coming in. This thing's called a drip kit. It's going to start next month in November. They're supposed to have this thing out. Now, that took collaboration with nine other designers. The drip kit was developed by the Brooklyn, New York-based company, co-founders Kara Cohen and Ilya Kruger, over the course of five months. Now, they went through more than 100 prototypes before settling on the final design, according to the company. Now, once removed from its individual oxygen-sealed biodegradable packet, the drip kit brewer unfolds and reorients reorients itself into essentially a triangle of cup stock paper and the balance. Now this balance is basically three little ears it looks like that fit over the cup. It looks okay. It doesn't look real shaky. It looks like once it got some water it, it might be okay. Uh, there's a wedge shaped non-woven coffee specific filter suspended on the inside. It says we took they say they took the design process very seriously and they worked with engineers, industrial designers, roasters and baristas to tweak it, Cohen told the Daily Coffee News. Tabs at the top of the gusseted filter are heat-sealed. Oh, boy. Let's hope they're not using that darn fiberglass-based adhesive. You know, they might be using a vegetable product. It's probably fine. Anyway, these things are heat-sealed to the sides so that it hangs in the correct shape, almost like a hammock, said Cohen. They also opted for a filter material that's stronger and denser than traditional pour-over filters to further restrict flow. That's the important. We found it to be very forgiving. It's pretty hard to make bad coffee with it which is really exciting, said Cohen, adding that their refractometer measurements indicate a consistent 20% extraction rate through the drip kit. That's good. If you can bounce this thing around here, there, and the other different pour rates and pull out 20% of product out of that thing, that's going to taste pretty darn good. Now, the sole Coffee offering at this moment is sourced directly from Guatemala. I know this sounds like a commercial, but I like looking at this thing. I don't even live in New York, so I got nothing to do with these people. I'm just reading there. Anyway, they want to bring out a little chocolate spice and floral notes. They use a lorrying machine at Brooklyn's City of Saints coffee roasters. That's good. They go to the head roaster named Jim Osborne. Then they grind grind out on my made grinders, and then it's landed inside the drip kit. See, one one more paragraph here. The company currently has no plans to expand into whole bean or other formats. To expand the line, Cohen said they're interested in collaborating with additional roasters. We're talking to a few roasters already about working together. We want to collaborate as much as possible. Now the drip kit is headed into production with momentum from a successful Kickstarter campaign. Backers of which are projected to receive their drip kits next month. Now look at these prices. Look at these prices. Currently, the company is offering a pre-order sale price of two boxes of ten drip kits. That's twenty cups for twenty-five bucks upon launching in november drip kits will be sold in boxes of 10 for 25 okay so you know i would just about almost sight insane order some of these things for 25 bucks to get to get uh, 20 of these i mean how bad could it be so anyway this is where we're going here now folks we talk an awful lot about coffee a little bit of environmental stuff is creeping in uh this thing here I think I'm sure that adhesive I think is probably going to be okay we've talked about the plastic inside the cup you get at a Starbucks or something no one's telling you what that plastic it's not wax paper put your finger in there sometime that's plastic in the most of these things so be careful do some thinking do some research It, it there's nothing to be ashamed of to carry your own cup around with you if you're a lady in a purse somewhere uh, guys, you can get one in your pocket. It Doesn't look bad. They make a thin cup. It looks like a little flask. A kind of, you know, you could, you could even make one, cut a flask down and make a, a to-go cup. We have to be careful in these day and ages. We see these things come on. All these terrible pesticides, the herbicides, the leaching metals, the particulate matter. Uh, things that are not good for us. So anyway, that's uh, that's it for now. Next time we're going to be looking at a little bit different coffee and some sourcing things. Peace to all of you. And this is Java Crew saying goodbye for now.